Welcome to the Property Nomads podcast, episode 357, top five places we've ever been to or we've ever seen. In this episode, we're not going to go through countries because we've done that a little while ago. We're not going to go through specific buildings either because that was the episode from a couple of weeks ago. And we're also not going to put anything from Turin on there purely because we've just come back from there and, you know, it's fresh in our minds. Plus, we've done an episode on Turin last week and that, that was an absolute barrel of fun. Look forward to getting away again at some point. Top five, top five places we've ever been. Again, as usual, this they're in no particular order. Aaron and I thought long and hard about this. We, we sort of racked our brains. Where have we been? What have we seen? What else is going on around us? What was the general atmosphere like? And what did we come away from that place thinking? And so, hey, here are the top five places that we've ever been to, and in no particular order. I will start off with Galapagos Islands. This was Aaron's bucket list number one. And we originally, we never actually budgeted for it, but because of the blue dollar rate in Argentina, it basically meant that we got loads of currency for cheap, and it meant that we were able to make Argentina you know, even cheaper than we thought it would be, hence we had some spare currency, hence we had the budget in order to head to the Galapagos. Now, I'm not much of an animal lover. I'll hold my hands up at that. However, the Galapagos brought us so many great memories. We bumped into our good Aussie friends, Mark and Jess, uh, randomly over there. Fresh lobster for $4. Loads of different boat tours. Saw hammerheads, reef sharks, sea turtles, giant tortoises, manta rays that were wider than the boats that we were on, uh, the unforgettable uh, two and a half hour boat journey where the kid had thrown up after about five minutes because he drank too much chocolate uh, strawberry milkshake and that was uh, probably the most difficult boat journey Mark and I have ever had. Uh, Aaron and Jess were laughing pretty much all the way. Uh, good weather, uh, just loads of wildlife uh, being chased by pelicans down the road, looking at some flamingos, you name it, we pretty much saw it in the Galapagos. And it's just like a place like no other, basically. It's like an open-air zoo. Uh, it really is a delightful place. As always, with everything on this list, we recommend that you do get out there as well. Next on the list was my number one place to go to, and that was Easter Island. So Isla de Pascua or Rapa Nui, about a six hour flight uh, west of Santiago uh, in Chile. And again, superb, it's about 22 by 17 miles, I think the island, maybe kilometers. It's just delightful. You're in the middle of nowhere. You pretty much get the island to yourself. Loads of places to walk to, loads of places to see, loads of the um, Ahu platforms and, and statues in the famous Easter Island heads to see. Uh, I think it's Ahu Tongariki, which is the, the line of 16 or so heads. Uh, very famous, that one. Very good to see a sunrise in, uh, in the morning. And yeah, it's just very pleasant. You feel out of the way there. You feel like you're at the end of the world, which is great. And it gets you away from the hustle and bustle. Uh, loads to see and do. It's quite 
you can make the trip as compact as you want, but you can also make it as quiet as you want, uh, depending on how you feel. And so loads of trekking, loads of things to see and do. We hired a car and drove around the island for a few days, went to a few beaches, just went off the beaten track and you know, enjoyed the peace and quiet that the island has to offer. So Easter Island, highly recommend you do that. I believe you can still get there by boat, uh, but the easiest way, if you're looking to fly, is head to Santiago in Chile and get a flight out from there. I believe there's normally one a day. Well, there was back in 2014. You might want to check that before you go. Next on the list, Grand Canyon. The Grand Canyon is, is ridiculous. Just ginormous, hence the name Grand, I guess. To, to be at the top of the Grand Canyon and to see the trickle of the Colorado River at the bottom is phenomenal. When we went, this is 2011, they'd only just recently finished putting a glass walkway uh, that went slightly over into the canyon. Uh, kudos for Aaron for going on that because uh, not a big fan of heights. I, I loved it looking down and just looking at all the, you know, the barrenness of the land and again that Colorado River at the bottom. Uh, not too fussed about health and safety over there, just sitting on the edge of the Grand Canyon, uh, dangling my legs over, and, and just absolutely brilliant. The trip was good also because we coupled it with um, a day trip, well, a morning trip, sorry, to the Hoover Dam. So we started off in Vegas, went to the Hoover Dam for about an hour or so, and that's a really good structure too, and then off to the Grand Canyon where we spent most of the day there. I'm aware and I've been told from other people that there are better looking canyons uh, up in Utah than the Grand Canyon, but I've not seen them. So they're not on the list. But the Grand Canyon itself is just, yeah, I don't really have many words for it. But when we, we sat down and thought about it, we thought about the day trip, we, we thought about, again, what we saw, the peace and quiet that you had in and around the area and just it's just a wonderful place so highly recommend you go and see that number four on the list uh falls do aguasu so the aguasu falls which sit on the brazilian argentinian and paraguayan border uh, you're not able to see them i don't think from the paraguayan side but you can from the brazilian side and the argentinian side i've never been to niagara falls but people that have been to both say that hands down the Iguazu Falls at Foz are much better, a lot more ferocious, and they're just a, a more impressive to look at. We had a great time. Uh, the, the falls themselves, on the Brazilian side, you get to see, you get to see them quite up close and personal. Uh, you get to go into the Devil's Throat on, on this wooden walkway. We got absolutely soaking wet, as you can imagine, of all the you know the mist coming off of the of the falls and in general the whole day was great uh, we went to a, a bird sanctuary afterwards as well loads to see and do in the area and that was really in 2014 that was the although we'd come out of well we we're still in Brazil although we just finished watching the world cup and we've been to Sao Paulo and Florianopolis I think this is the first almost funky day trip that we took that was a bit off the beaten track and, and it was thoroughly enjoyable, really, really good. 
I have heard from friends that have been there as well that the Argentinian side is potentially better because I believe they uh, you get boat access so you can go up on the boat up to the falls as well. But hey-ho, Google some photos of them. They are very, very impressive. And again, highly recommend you go there. Uh, the town of Foz de Guasu as well on the Brazilian side. Again, a very nice place to sit around and chill. And they've got some fantastic radizios there as well. Uh, basically a Brazilian meat house. Highly recommend it. Uh, last on the list, uh, a little bit off the beaten track is Chernobyl. And we went there in 2019. We went there with a group of friends purely to go to Chernobyl. Um, that is relatively near Kiev, so involved a flying into Kiev. We had about five days in Kiev, and it's a really lovely place, as you'd expect with any capital city. Loads to see and do, uh, some great monasteries to go and visit, some really interesting monuments to see. The city itself, nice big boulevards, good buildings. Uh, there seemed to be a, a good culture there. Uh, everyone happy to stop and talk to you, like the fact that we're English and we're very accommodating. The Chernobyl day tour that we took was weird. I think I've said this on this podcast before. It was weird yet very satisfying at the same time. We saw abandoned houses, loads of radiation on our Geiger counters, our Geiger meters. The, the town of Pripyat, uh, which is completely abandoned. Uh, we drove around the, the site of Chernobyl, looking at where the reactor exploded or imploded uh, back in 1986. And it's almost very somber being around there, but yet incredibly fascinating uh, to learn you know, what happened, how it happened, why it happened, the the obvious effects it's had, uh, you know, on on that area as well, and yeah, just j just bizarre, just something completely different. And we pride ourselves on on liking to do things that are a bit different. And overall, it was a fantastic day. Uh, I mean that in the best possible way. The, the tour guides that we had and the, the, the coach journey there and back and whatnot, it, that added to the day as well. The tour guides were quite blunt about certain things, but also quite funny. They both had good senses of humour as well, which was really good. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd recommend if, if you're ever in and around Kiev, uh, maybe when things have died down a little bit and you had the option, to take a trip to Chernobyl, uh, I'd highly recommend it. it. It's just interesting. And that's why it's on our top five places that we've, that we've been to, because it's a bit off the beaten track and probably something you weren't expecting when you started listening to this podcast episode. But they're top five places that we've, that we've been to and that we've seen. So in no particular order, the Galapagos Islands, Easter Island, the Grand Canyon, Foz do Guasu, and Chernobyl.
As always, thank you for listening to the Property Nomads podcast. Thank you for providing us with ideas of what you want to hear on the travel aspect of the show. Please tell others about the podcast as well. If you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, please do and go and leave us a review as well. Um, We love recording this content and the more people that we can get to, then, you know, the more we can share and the better the better that is for everyone. So thank you for helping the podcast. Thank you for providing your ideas. Thank you for sharing and uh, look forward to uh, seeing you next week. Hasta luego.